The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to episode eight of There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. As I say in the intro, my name is Laura Coronado, and I am your host. And if you've listened to episodes one through seven, thank you for returning. That's a really big deal to me because this is my first time podcasting. This is my premiere season, and yes, I am planning more seasons. If you're a new listener, your first time tuning in, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy this episode. You're in, you're in for quite a ride today. In my most recent episodes, I've been talking about sex. And that's because sex is kind of a big deal to me. Um, it's something I often think of and dream about and fantasize about. And yeah, sex is kind of a big deal. So I tend to talk more about that than anything else. And episode eight is no exception. Um, we are going to talk about squirting. You heard it squirting. That's female ejaculation. And yes, women can do this. It is not a myth. Women can squirt, we can ejaculate. And I'm learning that we can even like, control it, like even project it. This is major. I think it's awesome. It's empowering a woman's body and the shit we can do with it which includes shitting, by the way, but all the other awesome things that we can do with our bodies is like so amazing. And that includes squirting. Now, if you're new to squirting, you'll definitely want to listen to this episode. If you are curious about it and want to try it yourself, you definitely want to listen to this episode. And if you've never squirted before, and you're like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Yeah, you definitely want to listen to this episode. It's going to be so fucking educational. I interview my friend, Martina, who was on a previous episode when we talked about dating horror stories. So Martina makes a return because Martina is my squirting guru. I couldn't even say that without cracking up. Like that's fucking hilarious, right? No, but seriously, she is my squirting guru. This woman's been squirting for decades, okay? And she has total control of, like, she is a master squirter. You know how they do those, like, master online classes? I'm telling you, Martina would qualify as the master squirter. She is amazing. So I never squirted before. And now I have... So that's really awesome for me. Um, First time podcaster, first time squirter. So I had to bring Martina on because that's the first person I turned to. In fact, I think the day after it happened, she was the first person I texted and was like, oh my God, I squirted. Like it's a big deal. So it's only happened. Well, it's only, it's only happened with one guy very, very recently. But I mean, as far as how many times I squirted, like in one session of sex, I squirted like three times. And then in another session of sex, I squirted twice. Same guy. So this is very exciting stuff for me. I'm learning about this. And I would like to be a master squirter like my friend Martina. So we're going to discuss this in depth. I'm going to go into details about how it happened to me and what it felt like and what position I was in. Um, and then Martina's going to go into details too. So it's not for the squeamish. As I always say, if you're a pearl clutcher, just don't fucking listen. 
But if you're curious about this shit and you want to know how can I squirt, I can't tell you to do exactly what I did. That may not work for you, but I think I, I touch on a way where all of us can make it work for ourselves, right? Like you just got to find your right way, but I touch on some tips and so does Martina. So really listen in, take some fucking notes and then give it a try yourself. After we talk about squirting, we go move on to another subject that is very, very, very touchy. And I may piss some of y'all off and some of y'all may just turn against me and you know what? That's just going to happen, right? I'm just honest and transparent. I am who I am. We're going to talk about dating married men and taboo, right? Like, how dare you date a married man? It happens. Okay, you fucking know that married men cheat. Well, who do they cheat with? They cheat with single women usually. Sometimes they cheat with other married women. But very often it's the single women who are dating married men. I am among those single women. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Now you hate me. Well, here's my story on that. And I talk about it more with Martina. You know, it's not like I set off to date married guys, number one. Number two, they're on Tinder, they're on Bumble. So they're acting like they're fucking single. Or when I meet one at a bar, which I happened recently, he's not wearing a wedding band. So I don't ask the question, are you married? Are you single? Why the fuck would I? If your behaviors are that of a single man, why would I ask you? Are you in a relationship? Are you married? Blah, blah, blah. I never find out a guy's married till after I've already been seeing him. At this point, I'm like, well, I'm already fucking seeing him. I may as well keep seeing him. Additionally, every married guy that I've seen, and believe me, every married guy that I've seen, it's ended up this way where I didn't even know he was married till after the fact. And then when I find out, he tells me, but they're separated. And that's a common thing that married men say, but we're separated. We just separated. We've been separated, whatever, but they're separated. So all the more reason for me to just kind of shrug it off and blow it off and be like, eh, whatever. Additionally, we have to remember, I am not looking for anything serious or long-term or committed or anything. So, you know, I like a week-long fling. I walk, I like a three-month fling. Um, to me, dating a married guy for three months, eh, I don't really see like I'm hurt, hurting anyone, especially if he's told me he's separated. I choose to believe those stories. I don't go around investigating. I don't go on Facebook and looking for the profiles and seeing what the relationship status is listed as, blah, blah, blah. And another little tip, men who cheat or men who date when they're separated, because at least that's what they're telling me, they don't have social media. It is, it is very rare that these guys have social media. Or if they do, it's under a different name or a pseudonym or something. Because look, I'm fucking social media savvy. I'm a social media manager, okay? I work in marketing, like in, in specifically in technology. So I'm savvy as fuck, okay? I can find a motherfucker online. These guys don't have profiles. And that's a red flag. I've talked about in previous stories, also about dating horror stories. I talk about pay attention to those red flags. That's one of them. Guy with no online presence, no social media profiles, not even a fucking LinkedIn. That's a dude who's probably cheating on his wife, who probably isn't actually separated from his wife. So again, I know it's a touchy subject. I know some of you probably right now are like, how can she be one of those bitches that dates married men? Sorry, it happens. I'm being divorced myself, I'm somewhat jaded. I'm a little jaded about marriage. And I'm a little bit jaded about dating. And I'm a little bit jaded about men, which is probably why I'm not looking for anything serious. And so I really do treat these as, eh, it's just a small little blip. You know, uh, yeah, I participate in something dishonest, you know, maybe immoral or unethical. But it was only for a little while. And nobody really got hurt right? Because I wasn't trying to steal him. I wasn't like texting him all hours. I wasn't having him spend his money on me. I don't fucking do that. What even guys who aren't married, I don't want their fucking money, right? So I don't feel like I'm taking 
from anyone. I'm not taking money. I'm not taking his time. I'm not taking away his attention. It's also momentary and temporary. And it's just, at least that's the way I justify it to myself. But you're allowed to your own opinion. You're allowed to your own judgment. So keep listening as we talk about squirting and dating married men. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. My name is Laura Coronado and I am your host and I'm speaking to a single woman now who I think has figured out that there's no nice guys. Amen, sister. <laughs> um, so I interviewed Martina before and we talked about dating horror stories and she was the one who, what did we call him? He, we, he, she, you had the one night date, not a one night stand, but a one night date. I think I was calling him like L.A. lame man at one point. <laughs> I don't even, probably so many names. But he's basically the ravioli eater. <laughs> and we don't mean that in a good way because it wasn't like. It wasn't my ravioli yeah. <laughs> he was eating. Well, he, no, he was eating the ravioli <laughs> off your plate. Um, technically the yes. ravioli that I paid for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, you know, my personal ravioli. <laughs> so uh, we talked about dating horror stories, but True. you've returned. And thank you for coming back, Martina. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about sex. I love that topic. Baby. Um, and specifically, Martina, <laughs> I want to talk about squirting. Yeah. Because I finally squirted. Yes, girl. Yes. I am 48 years old and I am a first time squirter. I finally squirted very recently as a matter of fact good for you welcome to the dark side thank you is it dark side or is it just a wet side (laughs) (laughs) it's a cleanup crew side that's for sure (laughs) but i finally had my first squirting experience after all this time and i've been having sex since i was 16 yeah 16 years old wow did it shock you were you surprised i was completely surprised because this was a it was a fling okay and I picked him up at a bar. So it was the first, I mean, we had just met. Mm-hmm. We had just met. And I, for some reason, it came up a conversation. And I guess I wanted to warn him. I'm like, because I realize with all the pornography that's out there, mm-hmm. that men like women who squirt. Yeah. I, I have I've found, I mean, some men love it. Some men either are scared of it or don't prefer ooh. the mess. I have seemed to encounter a lot of men who are very curious. Yeah. Curious about women who can squirt. Curiosity for sure. And I think because I'm a very sexual human being, men seem to think that just automatically that's something I can do. Like one of my little tricks in my bag that I can do. (laughs) So I, for some reason, felt I need to warn him as I'm driving him back to my place to fuck. Um, Don't expect me to squirt. I can't squirt. I'm not a squirter. And so when he's fucking me and I squirt... And mind you, he's like fucking me, which a lot of women seem to have to be fingered to squirt. Mm. I, he was fucking me and suddenly I'm squirting all over the goddamn place. And (laughs) yeah, it was like, it was, I swear it was a moment like that. You could hear the angels fucking singing. I love it. And I was all surprised. He was all surprised. And it was just this very exciting, but hilarious moment Mm -hmm. that I'm just squirting all over the goddamn place. (laughs) Especially I just warned him I was, it's not going to happen. What was your reaction? What was his reaction? Well, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just squirted. For him, it was like he, I think he was really proud of himself. Of course. Well, I mean, I, you just announced that you yes, had never squirted. Had never so squirted. he was like, you know, and for him King to Kong. be the guy, exactly. He was like motherfucking King Kong. Yeah, beating his chest, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he was like super duper proud. He wanted his like little Boy Scout badge to like <laughs> add to his little Boy Scout shirt, you know. He made a woman squirt. Um, so it was pretty cool. And then we did have sex. The next night, I didn't squirt that night, but then the next time we had sex, um, yeah, I squirted again. Yeah. And that time it was intentional. Like we were like trying to make it happen and then we did. Yeah. Was drinking involved the first night? Were you like, had you yes. been drinking? But also okay. I've been drinking a lot of water and mm-hmm. I can't help but think that had something to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've noticed in my life that when I'm dehydrated, it doesn't happen as much as I want it to, or even if I'm on the verge, like, I, yeah. Well, that's why mm-hmm. I brought you on and that's why I talked to you about is because you are an expert squirter, are you not? Like, isn't there like a certification that you have framed? 
I wish it was a certification. <laughs> um, I could I could say I'm well seasoned. I think that would you be a are. way to to put it. But I- Italian seasonings too, I imagine. <laughs> Italian seasonings, <laughs> yes, lots of oregano, basil, if you will. <laughs> so, but you are an experienced squirter. Yeah, I mean, I'm 44 now. I first started squirting when I was probably in my mid 20s. Oh wow! Yeah, mid 20s. So what? When was? Okay, so when did you first start having sex? Like your teenage years? Um, I was a week away from being 20 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. So a few years later mm-hmm. is when you started squirting. Right. And did you expect it to happen or what was going on? Um, well, it, it's kind of a yes and a no. The first time apparently that I ever did, I was the same as you saying like, well, I'm not a squirter. I don't squirt. I'm not. And I actually was... Uh, with someone who was telling me like, you know, after we get done doing the do or what have you, um, on the bed, there was wetness, like an extreme amount. Oh. And I'm like, what is that? Did you spill your water? And he said, no, you squirted. And I said, no, I didn't. I don't squirt. Like I uh-huh. no, I don't. And I remember feeling at that time, like that sex was not great sex for me. It was, it was also kind of a one night stand drunk, drunken sex. Wow. Um, but it didn't necessarily feel good to me. I felt like he was jackhammering me and I don't particularly love that style. Mm -hmm, I think that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think a lot of men think a lot of women do and majority of women I know don't. True. But, um, anyways, it was just, you know, a lot of jackhammering and probably from the jackhammering something happened, but I was in extreme denial and I was like, no, I didn't No, I did not. I didn't. So me being who I am, like, you know, I'm a go hard or go home type of girl. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I like to win. <laughs> so, so I started to do research that I'm a research girl. You know, mm-hmm. I started to look up information about it. Um, squirting for beginners, you know, Googling things on the Internet. There's, st- there's out stuff out there called squirting for beginners. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I Googled and I just stumbled wow. on all kinds of information about like learning how to squirt. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the links took me you know, all these yeah. different places, but I believe that's what I started with. Wow. And, um, so I found this website that was uh, basically an online book that was telling you about the anatomy of a female and mm-hmm. what allows us to be able to squirt to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so it said that you have a gland, you know, that we have a gland that fills with fluid mm-hmm. and that our body is able to, it's able to draw fluid from our body and continue to refill, which is why a woman can continue to squirt, 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 you know, mm-hmm. as long as you're hydrated, you yeah. could, you could have multiple, you know, you could do it all night if you want to. Um, but they suggested that it was, you know, so far in, so far deep in the vagina that it's on the top portion. Yeah. Um, toward your belly. Is what yeah. You're toward your belly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you continue to press and push on that mm-hmm. and manipulate that area, that if you push out as if you are, you know, what they would say you push to have a child. I've never had a child, but mm-hmm. you know what I would imagine that would be like um, to bear down, mm-hmm. I guess would be a good description uh, that you will ejaculate, you know. Is that gland the same thing as the G-spot gland? That's what I always thought. I think it's above it, if I'm not Ooh. mistaken. So it's a different area of the vagina. Yeah, but I it, was being deep dicked when I squirted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, w- if you reach your fingers inside your vagina, you can feel like that walnutty type. G-spot. Yeah, yeah. So above that apparently is where this gland oh, resides. So if higher, you're stimulating that G spot and you're pushing on that quite rapidly, then it releases the fluid through your urethra, which is mm-hmm. the same as you, where you pee. as you urinate, right? Yeah. But it's not urine. It's not. Although there actually is a percentage of urine in it. Yeah, of course, because it travels down the same tube. But, you know, just as men ejaculate through their urethra, then it would be the same occurrence. So with me, to go along with what you said that you were reading, Mm -hmm. and this kind of matches up. So I was on my stomach, Mm -hmm. like flat on my stomach, Mm -hmm. pressed against my bed. Correct. And he was on top of me. Mm -hmm. um, And he, you know, he's a masculine uh, like muscular mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. and so heavy. So he's putting his weight on me. Um, so there's his weight. I'm being pressed into my mattress. So that upper belly area is being completely compressed, right. right? And then he's deep dicking me. So I've also got the pressure from the inside. And then that's really when I squirted. So I, for me, it really was about the positioning mm-hmm. and the fact that he had a big dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think a man with a tiny dick could have accomplished what he did. Probably not for beginning squirting, but once you yeah. get accustomed to it and you know Ooh. your responses, then, I mean, because if a finger can do it, then a small dick can too. Yeah. So then after that, he did, like I said, he was very proud of himself. He made me get, I wouldn't say he made me, but he was like, turn over. And of course I complied and I got <laughs> on my back, <laughs> Blake spread, <laughs> and he began to finger me. And it's like, 
like kind of like what you see in porn when yeah. a man makes a woman squirt, where right. he sticks two fingers in. They're kind of curved upward yeah. so that he's massaging. And that's what up he's doing. He's manipulating that area, he's you know, putting forceful. Yeah, and does that thing where they, you know, tap, 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 tap <laughs> quickly like a jackhammer, but with the fingers, right? <laughs> and then I tap, start top no races, and then I'm like squirting and screaming because I'm orgasm. squirting for the gods. Like, it should be clear like that with women who've never squirted. It yeah. is an orgasm. Yeah, it's not like you're just squirting like just you know like you're yeah. some sort of bottle or a sponge or whatever yeah. like you really are having an orgasm so i'm orgasming and i'm squirting and he's going you're doing it again you're doing it again oh my god it's going everywhere like he was like so excited <laughs> he was proud he, he was, was proud. so proud and then yes. he had to do it again of course and then i get a text message from like the next day he's like did you tell all your friends i made you squirt <laughs> of course he wanted to know did you tell he, like, well, he could have rephrased that to say did you tell all your friends that i'm the man yeah and then i'm like well i did put it on your yelp review so I think we're perfectly good here. Like the entire world knows that you are able to make a woman squirt. Yeah. I did make a meme with your photo like a wanted ad. <laughs> so you discovered in your 20s, you did your research. Yeah. And then did you ever go back to that guy and were like, okay, you were right. I squirted. Or you No, because I never talked to him again. Oh, okay. I mean, that was okay. just a, you know, drunken bar. And then did you, you continue will. to squirt after that? Or was yeah, I actually, I wasn't dating anyone at the time I was single. And mm -hmm. so that was just like, I went to a bar, I was drunk, I hadn't had sex in a while. I, you know, I brought someone home. Um, I didn't talk to him again. But because I was so curious, and I was, I was sure that I hadn't done it, you know, mm -hmm. I was sure. Mm -hmm. And so I did my research. And I went and bought toys that are for, you know, helping women to squirt. Oh, there and are toys? That help? I didn't even know. And I'm yeah. all into sex toys. I did not know there are toys. To well, they're, squirt. they're like a lot of the G spot toys oh, and G things like toys. that okay. will will definitely help for that and I learned that through you know the mm -hmm. various websites mm -hmm. I linked to um, but anyways I practiced on my own for quite some time until I could make myself do it on so my own you can masturbate and make yourself mm -hmm. squirt that yeah. see now that is a little trick to have in your bag of tricks <laughs> because it's one thing to squirt when a man fucks you yeah but you're saying I don't even need a fucking man no if I to want to I if I want to I can't I mean obviously it's, it's much more enjoyable always when you're with a man yeah um, but for me, it's like, I wanted to teach myself how to do it mm -hmm. because I was determined that if I couldn't, and if this person was right, then they, then I could, yeah. but I wanted to see for myself. Yeah. I had to see for myself that I could. So it's for science is what you're saying. Yeah. I did this for <laughs> science, completely for science. So, um, so if you could control yourself and make yourself squirt, mm -hmm. can you also control yourself and make yourself not squirt? Yes. Definitely. Wow. So you really have control over this gland. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. For sure. I mean, because the gland is going to be manipulated, you know, mm -hmm. during the the sex, you know, yeah, that you're yeah, having. Yeah. But I'm able to control it because if I don't want to squirt, for instance, when I've been with a man that doesn't particularly care for it yeah. or thinks that it's nasty or it's gross or they mm -hmm. think that you're peeing or, mm -hmm. you know, well, then obviously I don't want I don't want to give him that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So I won't. I'll withhold, and it's just a matter of of holding it in, as if you, you know, there's times when you have to pee and you mm -hmm. can hold it in. So the same is true for that. But do you still have an orgasm? Can you still have an orgasm and not squirt? Well, yeah, because there's different kinds of orgasms for mm -hmm. a female. Mm -hmm. You know, there's vaginal, there's clitoral, there's ejaculation, there's the squirting. You know, so um, I I believe that you can control which one that you decide to have because I can have a clitoral stimulated orgasm yeah. without having any vaginal penetration. Yes, of course. You know, I can have a vaginal. And not squirt, right? Correct. You can have a clitoral, clitoral orgasm and not squirt. Correct. Um, but when you're suppressing yourself from squirting, are you then suppressing the orgasm? No, not in my experience. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because they're different. They're different. And I find that for me personally, I can only speak for myself, but I find that when, when I'm when I'm super excited or extremely relaxed mm -hmm. is when it comes like super effortlessly. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's almost like, because they're two completely different feelings. I'm sure that you've witnessed that now, mm -hmm. you know, you notice um, me personally, I, I prefer, um, I mean, squirting is great, mm -hmm. but it doesn't give me as much pleasure as a regular orgasm does or a clitoral orgasm. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I find that I'm super aroused and it's heightened mm -hmm. and it's part of the experience. Yeah. I like the reaction I get from it. Yeah. The reaction was certainly um, exciting and empowering and made you feel like really desirable. Right. Right. And I'm certainly not suggesting that it doesn't feel good. It feels great. Yeah. But me personally, I mean, I think it's more pleasurable the, the original way, I guess. I mean, my favorite orgasm is cervical, which you can only get with the deep 
dicking anyway. So yeah. that is my most favorite orgasm. Yeah, I mean, you feel that throughout your body. Yes, it's a whole body orgasm. So that one's my favorite. Um, but now that I've discovered that I have the ability to do this, I mean, it's again, it's a new trick to add to my bags of tricks. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, being well seasoned makes you a great cook. Yeah. So ladies, if you're listening, and you've always wanted to squirt again, I'm 48 years old. And I squirted my first time. So if you're 28, if you're 38, and you're like, I still haven't squirted. Yeah, it, there's still time for it to happen. Yeah. And I mean, from what I understand, I mean, all women have the anatomy, mm-hmm. all women have the ability. It's just, you know, get some toys, play with yourself, find out what your body likes, how it gets stimulated. I mean, how the best way for us to teach a man how to please us is to know how to please ourselves. Well, also having said that, and I love the fact that you did this research and all of that, but I do feel like there is a particular pressure on women in general to squirt Mm -hmm. and I mean when a guy has brought it up I almost feel like telling him why don't you figure out how to make me squirt yeah like shouldn't it be on the man to figure out how to pleasure a woman to the point where she can squirt I mean like this guy is the one who did it for me you know he and he wasn't even trying to he really was just deep dicking me and then it happened Mm -hmm. um but I really kind of think it should be on the lover to figure out if that's what he wants from her, then why doesn't he figure it out? Why isn't he reading all the links and doing all the work that you did? Well, yeah, I mean, it would be beneficial for them if they did, if there's someone that enjoys it. Yeah. But I also feel like just as I said, if I can withhold it and mm-hmm. I can express it when I want to, mm-hmm. then I get to choose who I give that to. Oh. And in the same token, I mean, even if even if I was with a man today and they didn't know that I was a squirter yeah. and I squirted, it still would make them feel like the man. Uh you know yeah yeah. and so it's it's I don't have to give that to them if I don't want to Mm -hmm. and I can so I feel like for me I mean I did it for me so that I knew how to control my own body Mm -hmm. and yes it is up to the lover because sometimes we have sex and we don't orgasm because the lover couldn't figure it out yeah you know they couldn't get it right so I mean there's always going to be more of a reward like you may get it again or again and again if you figure it out (laughs) yeah that's a really good point but if you don't figure it out I'm not going to waste my time you know and I mean unless you're someone I really like then I might you know tell you how to get it done yeah now in the past I've heard you describe yourself as Niagara Falls <laughs> like is it that much at your squirt I got it so my squirt was like it was like a wet spot I mean it was a good like I mean I have small hands if it were my hands it probably would have been like four of my hands area yeah of a spot of wetness yeah no I mean I've had to get a new mattress Oh my God. Like you soak the mattress through. Yeah. I mean, now I've learned my lesson. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, mattresses can be expensive. Yeah. But to me, it's like there, for me, there was no possible way to sanitize that. I mean, you know, if it's just your sheets and your top sheet and that kind of thing, that's one thing, but I'm funny about sanitation anyway. So, (laughs) um, but now I have a waterproof mattress pad. Oh, nice. And so, you know, it might soak, soak through the sheets. It might Mm -hmm. get through the mattress Mm -hmm. pad, but it doesn't get onto the mattress. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've soaked up a whole mattress before. I mean, there was a time where I I had a master bedroom. So obviously that's suggesting that there's space between the bed and the wall, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and there's been time where I've wet up the whole wall, Mm -hmm. um, being able to have projection and shoot, you know, far because it's, I'm enjoying it that much. Wow. Yeah. You can shoot toward the wall. Have you ever thought. <laughs> shoot for the scars, honey. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you have a job. Like, you're, as you said it before, you're like, you're my hairstylist, but mm-hmm. you're also a celebrity hairstylist. Like, you've got a great career. But if for some reason you had to stop doing that, you could have like a squirt circus <laughs> or a show. <laughs> like, fuck Cirque du Soleil, right? Like, squirt du Soleil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could have some sort of show. On the Vegas Strip <laughs> with your whole, I mean, project to the fucking wall. We can like have like a really big target and see if like you could hit like, you know, bullseye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, uh, you hit this, you know, like when they dunk people in the water. Yes. Or like the, like at the carnival with the, like a clown and you squirt yeah, into you the clown's in the mouth, mouth and you make the balloon <laughs> blow up. Line them up, baby. I'll <laughs> hit my target. <laughs> That would be amazing. I mean, I'm just saying it's always good to have a plan B in your life. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever even tried, nor have I ever noticed that I can control the, you know, the direction that it's going. I think you you should try. Yeah, but I mean, I definitely can, can. We all need goals in life. (laughs) I I can cover some distance. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Now, your current relationship status is that you're involved. Mm -hmm. Last time I talked to you, you're involved. Mm Mm-hmm. Still. You're involved with the same person. Correct. Does he enjoy the fact that you can squirt? 
Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because he's a little bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> interesting. And so, you know, it's funny because he absolutely loves it. I can say, yes, he absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like a, and I, I, maybe it's more of like a, it's a naughty thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you love it, but then it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to look at it after. <laughs> so it's interesting. So do you always lay towels down when you guys have sex? No, no. Oh, I mean, really? sometimes, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. I mean, you know, I had recently purchased a new sofa. Mm-hmm. So like, I won't let him have any on the sofa. You know, like I'll control <laughs> it on there because yeah. I'm not going to ruin my sofa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, I mean, in hotels rooms, sky's the limit. That's why people bring your own sheets to your <laughs> Bring your own blankets and comforters because those places are people disgusting. People are squirting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> There's DNA all over those walls. This guy was the best sex I've ever had. So he mm-hmm. kind of ruined me for other men. So I'm actually taking a break from guys right now. Nice. Um, which is actually appropriate considering the fact that we are expense- experiencing coronavirus. <laughs> And I mean, I'm not even sure we should even supposed to be visiting each other. Just, you know, listeners, please know that we're kind of sitting away from each other. (laughs) We've not hugged and kissed. Uh, We've actually been really good about keeping distance. Yeah, we've been wiping everything down. Hands and yeah, we're doing everything right. Um, But now probably is a good time to take a break from men. But I actually had decided to take a break from men prior to the whole coronavirus outbreak. Mm -hmm. And simply because this guy was such amazing sex that Mm -hmm. I just... I'm not interested in other men right now. Yeah, that that will definitely happen. I mean, it has for me in my life before when mm-hmm. I've figured I've had the best sex, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, then you have no interest in being with anyone else yeah. because the idea that you're going to have it and it won't be as pleasurable is I like, know. why am I wasting my time? That's exactly how I, I mean, feel like. If I know that I have a gourmet turkey sandwich, why mm-hmm. am I going to make a bologna? <laughs> and we took videos. Why do I always reference food? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're Italian. It's <laughs> an Italian thing. You took videos. Come so back it, to this. Uh, yeah. So during the very first night we had sex, you know, I picked him up at a bar. We come back to my place. He makes me squirt. And, um, and actually I want I think I, earlier I said he made me squirt the second time we had sex. It was actually the first time, mm-hmm. which is even probably no, you more said the first time. I and say, you, okay. It didn't happen the second yeah, time. Yeah. So the very first time we had sex, yeah. I, he made me squirt. Then the second time, um, he saw fit to pick up my phone. I didn't know that you can, you don't have to unlock an iPhone in order to take video from it. No. So he grabbed my phone and at first I was like, oh my God, how did he figure out how to unlock it? Because mine's the kind with like, you have to put your thumb on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was taking videos of us having sex. So I think I have about five or six videos of us in different positions having sex. Hmm. So that kind of helps to hold me over because mm-hmm. I really did fall f- hard for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super uh, good looking. Um, in one of the videos where we're having sex, I swear he's like making love to me. He's not just fucking me. He's making mm-hmm. love to me. He's telling me I'm beautiful over and over again. Mm-hmm. He at one point just goes, I can't fucking stand it. And he just like takes my face and just starts kissing me mm-hmm. while he's like fucking me hard. So it's almost like watching like a really romantic movie these videos. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's not like porn. it's not like watching yeah, it's not like watching like this hardcore porn yeah. like where I'm just being treated like a fuck toy. Yeah. I mean, it's passionate yeah, you and see it's an loving and yeah, I see the expression, I see the way he looks at me. Mm-hmm. And so nice. I'm just not really ready to have sex with another guy yeah. after having this amazing experience with yeah. this dude. And now that I have these videos, I have pictures of him, I have these text messages, and we're not seeing each other anymore. Yeah. Um, he is married with children. Hmm. And so it really was just a very intense, short-term yeah. fling that's done with now. And your but pussy done got possessive. And my <laughs> pussy is just not ready to move on right now. I'm not mad at her. She's like, I, mean, I don't she, need you know, to move on right now. She had a magical experience. It was a very magical experience. <laughs> Well, you will again. And I mean, maybe in this, you know, quarantine, coronavirus quarantine, maybe you should play with some of your toys. See if you can control it yourself, you know. Oh, that's a good challenge. Yeah. Are you challenging? Because if you challenge me, I'll do it. So are you challenging I'm me? I'm challenging you to a squirt <laughs> fest. <laughs> I don't need that's video, awesome. though. <laughs> oh, God. 
come on. <laughs> if it doesn't go on video, how can you prove it really happened? You know, I have never in my life ever, not once, videoed myself. Really? Yeah, never. With none of the men you've ever been with, you've never done video? No, I'm not interested in it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess me personally, it might sound corny, it might mm-hmm. sound, but this is really honestly my feelings about it is that I feel like, I feel like that's an experience that, you know, my mind can recall them. Mm -hmm. And maybe when my memory goes, or if it's someone that I block out, I'm not intended to remember that memory anymore. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's such an intense expression between two people at Mm -hmm. any given time that like, I don't, I don't want that captured. I want to have the experience and I want to move on from the experience Oh, interesting! and, you know, maybe recreate the experience again and again, but I don't want to revisit it in video. I'm not interested. Yeah. The video has actually created a bit of obsession with me. I'm Mm -hmm. constantly revisiting these videos and that one in particular where he tells me I'm beautiful and that he can't stand it. Hmm. Like that one in particular, I watch over and over. Like I'll be at work and I work from home, you know, so I'm like taking a 10 minute break log out, go watch the video. Yeah. Yeah. Be like noon, you know, and I'm like watching the fucking video. It's like, it's created a sort of obsession. Yeah. But it's also created this way that I can kind of hold on to him for a little bit longer because I'm not really ready to like let go completely. Yeah. I mean, revisiting the video is intensifying the emotional connection. Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what it does. It it keeps that connection there. Yeah. Um, But let's say, I mean, let's say you're in, let's say you get married. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think that you and your husband would ever do, like, even then, would you change your mind about it, about doing video? Really? Yeah, I don't think so. And it's not about being prude. It's not about being, you know, it's not about that. I'm not concerned. I mean, obviously, I would never want to create a video that shows my face or anything like that Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not interested in content like that ever Mm -hmm. being put out there. Yeah. Right. But to have for a video collection myself that doesn't include, you know, our faces or anything. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to watch it. I'd rather do it again. And if it's my husband, then I think I would have the ability to do it again. True. So I, I don't want, yeah, I'm not interested. I think I'm just vain. Mm-hmm. That's a part of it. Uh, prior to the video, I did, I did that boudoir photography shoot. Mm-hmm. I told you about my boudoir photography shoot. And so I did that. And I got to tell you, doing that shoot has transformed me. Hmm. So I now really see myself as being sexy, nice, as being a goddess, as being beautiful. Um, these are words that I've all have heard and for never used as adjectives for yourself. Well, I've accepted that other people see me that way. I've never really accepted seeing myself that hmm. way. Um, so now that I have these photos of myself portrayed that way, I'm starting to buy into that. Nice. And it has really transformed me in the way that I look at myself. Mm-hmm. So, and now instead of making me more vain, I actually see myself as being more special. So one of the biggest criticisms I've ever gotten from my friends, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's come from you as well, mm-hmm. and that's like criticism, but a sort of a warning, right? Um, when it comes to relationships, like dating some, a guy where I have to like invest myself into this, my standards are really high. Mm-hmm. When it comes to casual sex, it's almost like I have no standards. Well, my standard is he has to be handsome and he, he has, has to, to turn you dick. on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And it's always been like, but Laura, set your standards higher, set your standards higher. And I'm like, it's just casual sex. Why would I set my standards higher? Now that I've done this boudoir photography shoot and I've had the best sex of my life, I'm like, yeah, I think I want to set my standards higher even when it comes to casual, no strings attached sex. Yeah. You know, like he should be a gentleman. He should be chivalrous. He should be respectful. He should not annoy me. You know, I mean, why not have the same standards for casual sex that I do for relationships. So I really feel like the boudoir photography shoot sort of transformed me yeah. in many ways. So that when it came time when we did this video, these videos, instead of being so quick to delete them, and I, I was hesitant to even watch them. It probably took me a good one, day or two before I actually watched mm-hmm. them. And then I did. And at this point, I'm looking at myself in a lo- new light after having done the photo shoot. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm fucking amazing Mm -hmm. i'm fucking hot i'm fucking gorgeous and sexy no wonder men want to have sex with me look at me in this fucking video and i think also as i'm approaching my older age because i'm like you know around the corner from 50 here 
Um, when you start looking at yourself that way, you realize that your your beauty doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Your sexiness You're isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking about when I'm 80. I can't wait to look at these photos to of look me back, again. Yeah. And I cannot wait to look at even the videos. Yeah. And to have this, have the experience of, you know, it will bring you back to that time when yeah. you look at the, you know, how you had this experience with this gentleman. And to how admire the woman I was mm-hmm. at that age. Having those experiences. And the body. Because, mm-hmm. of course, we all struggle with these body issues, right? So, and even I do. And I just know that when I'm 80, I'm going to look at the body I had at 48 and go, God damn, she was hot. Yeah. Because, you know, in our thirties, we thought we were chubby and yes. you look back and I'm like, I was skinny as hell. Oh, no. Like I needed a sandwich or 12. Hell, even in my twenties, yeah. I was like, why do I have a poochy belly? And then <laughs> I look at pictures of me now in my twenties and I'm like, oh my God, I <laughs> so was skinny. perfect. Yeah. And I look like I'm 12, not 20. So yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's what the videos are about. But you've never done a boudoir photo shoot, have you? No, no, no. Do you think you would ever do something like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've I've worked with boudoir photographers. You know, I've done a lot of hair yeah. and, and glam glamming on uh-huh. boudoir shoots. I've even done glamming for porn sets, you know. Mm. So um, it's not, like I said, I'm not prude. I'm not afraid yeah. of video. I'm not afraid of any of those things. But I just... Um, for me, it's like, it's about the, for, it sounds silly to say, but for me, it's about the sacredness of the experience in that moment with that person. Yeah. And that is why I think I agree with whatever your friends have told you about yeah. up in increasing your standards for yeah. even the casual sex. Yeah. Because sex is a, it's a joining, it's a blending of two energies, you know, and, and even if it's a, a drunken quickie or it's, you know, whatever, it's like, you've allowed that person to connect with your soul in some kind of way. Well, we're letting them inside us. Literally. Exactly. Literally. Um, I did this meditation. There's this website called daily OM, mm-hmm. O-M daily mm-hmm. OM. And they have a variety of like courses that you can take like online or like audio courses, right? Like mm-hmm. meditation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took one in order to get over another guy from a long time ago. Okay. And that one was actually about your sacred bowl instead of calling it your, your pussy like I would call it my pussy mm-hmm. it's your sacred bowl and I really like the idea of thinking of my pussy as a sacred bowl <laughs> do I want to let a, a guy put his fucking random spoon in that no. right it's a sacred precious bowl <laughs> right and then some of these scrubs want to put like their broke ass split ass wooden <laughs> spoons inside do I really want to be like that nasty? Some of that stuff is non-organic material. I know, right? <laughs> or like some rusty ass spoon or... Yeah, you don't want to put no rusty bacteria infested spoon <laughs> or their baby in your spoon. pool. Some of these guys are still working with their baby spoon, let's be honest. Do I want to put some baby ass spoon in my beautiful, <laughs> sacred, precious bowl? No, you of don't. Of course not, right? So it's now, it's just, and it's so funny that it took a sexy boudoir photo shoot for me to realize how sacred and precious my bowl is. Mm -hmm. And then of course, now that I've had the best sex of my life, now I really am going to be pickier and choosier. I mean, it sucks that this guy's married and has children. It sucks that it could, he and I could never be. Mm -hmm. It sucks that it was only this like week long, two week long, because we texted for a while type of fleeing, right? Right. Temporary in my life. Right. Okay. But there has to be a reason for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm thinking that maybe it was to inspire me to set my standards higher and to be more selective about who I fuck. Yeah, for sure. I think I've been too um, generous with my bowl. Yeah, with your precious <laughs> bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with having casual sex if that's what you decide you want to do because we're we're creatures, you know, we're yeah. sexual beings. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. You can have sex without having a commitment. Yeah. You know, not saying that that should be what we do for the rest of our life or that should, you know, to each his own. If you only want to have sex with a commitment, you know, more power to you. Yeah. If you only want to have random attachments, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that those random attachments should be considered less valuable. Yes. Or should have lower standards exactly for them to become one of those random attachments, exactly. which may mean I may have to go without sex for yeah. a while. It could be two months. It could be two years. It depends on how long it takes for me to meet another man that I think is worthy. Yeah. 
but I, these are things I'm starting to think about. And then like the squirting, like the, like you said, how you can control that, Mm -hmm. like that becomes a precious gift too. Mm -hmm. do. Is that something I want to give every guy to make him feel proud? Like, look, look at how much it validated the one man who did make me squirt. Yeah. You know, look how excited it got him. Do I really want to hand that out just to like any fucking random scrub? You yeah. Know? No, I had this conversation um, with a gentleman I dated actually who said, well, no, if if I have sex with you and you do this with me, then it means that you've done it with everybody because that's just how you are. It's your sexual expression. <sighs> And it was really offensive to me because yes. I said, no, I don't do the same things with every single person because interaction between two people is interaction between two people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, my interaction with you, Laura, I don't have these same conversations with everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't open up in this way, you know, with everybody <laughs> just on, you know, live podcasts. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying like when you have a connection with someone, it's individual, it's different. Yeah. Whether it's friendship, whether it's business, whether yeah. it's a lover, whether it's parental, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and so, no, I don't have the same experiences just because I sucked your dick. It doesn't mean I suck every man's dick, true, you know, right? that is true. And just because I squirt with you, it doesn't mean that I've done it with everybody. Mm-hmm. I haven't offered everybody that same gift. Yeah. And there's some men who would swear I'm dry as the Sahara desert. <laughs> and then there's some that would swear I'm Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just depends on what the experience. It's like you said, the lover needs to figure out what does it for you. Yeah. And, you know, as I've gotten older you know I didn't start having sex young as I told you I was like a week away from being 20 mm-hmm. I had been with my boyfriend for a year at that point you mm-hmm. know it wasn't like um it, it wasn't it was a kind of a premeditated thing it wasn't something I just stumbled upon yeah. you know we had talked about it and thought about it for a while but um you know that being said I don't feel like every single thing that you do with someone is something that you do with someone else mm-hmm. I'm able to control those the gifts that I give yeah, and it's what they bring out. It's what they, how they get your body to respond and react. Mm-hmm. And if they're not working hard enough to do that, mm-hmm. then in my opinion, they don't deserve the orgasm. They don't deserve that. I'm not going to fake it. Oh yeah. No. I'm too old, you know? And yes. I, I know that like the older that I become, the more cerebral sex has to be for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the cliches. It's all these things that you hear that like you'll learn, but who I would have considered having sex with in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even consider looking twice at them today, you Agreed. know, no matter how good looking they are, no matter how suave they think they are. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I just, I wouldn't do it because yeah. my, my self expression has changed. Mm-hmm. My, um, self evolution has occurred. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, and I think also I'm going to start trying to get to know somebody before I just go and have sex with them, including asking the question, are you married? Because mm. I never fucking ask that question. Yeah. I mean, if a guy's talking to me and he's hitting on me. Well, and, you assume he's single. Well, and he's not wearing a wedding band. Yeah. Right? So why would I ask that question? Yeah. There was a funny, it was a video that I saw, you know, the internet has no chill, but there was a video I saw and it was like a run, it was a long rambling of like all the questions that you need to ask nowadays before mm. you even go on a first date with yeah. someone. And it was like, you know, are you married? Are you possibly living with anyone? Do you have any kind of situation with your baby mama? Does your baby mama know you're not together anymore? <laughs> Is it, you know, and it was just a rambling of like all these questions. And I, I mean, it was hysterical and sad at yeah. the same time yeah. because I come from the same aspect. If you're the type of person that moves in that way, um, if you're authentic and you move in the way that if someone is, if I'm flirting with someone, then I'm obviously single mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think I understand the difference between single behavior and committed behavior. Yeah. So I assume that anybody that approaches me with single behavior is single. Exactly. Because you shouldn't be conducting yourself in single behavior True. if you're not. Yeah. You know, but I think it's true. You know, those are questions, unfortunately, that we do need to ask nowadays. But having said that, I, had, I mean, when I decided, okay, I need to start asking this question. My next thought to myself was, they'll just fucking lie. Yeah. I mean, I could probably ask a guy, you know, so are you single? Or are you married? And he'd be like, oh, no, I'm single. Yeah. Until he fucks me. And then later admits Oh, well, my wife and I are still married, but we're separated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is not the first guy that I found out is married after the fact. Yeah. That brings up a question I had someone ask me. It was a it was one of my male friends and he asked me, not someone I dated, but a male friend and he said, 
well, you know, you, you're the one who chooses these men. So if you've had problems dating in the past with men that cheat on you and, and all these men are always cheating on you and all this stuff, then, then it's your picker. You know, you should be the one to pick better men. And I said, in a sense, that's true because I do believe that we attract the energy that we put out there. Mm-hmm. However, I said, I've never ever in my life known a man that walks up to another woman and says, hi, I'm going to be an asshole. I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to be married and have also two other girlfriends on the side. And I'm only going to be able to see you on Tuesdays, but I'm going to tell you I'm just really busy from work (laughs) and not tell you anything about the rest. So are you interested in going on a date? You want to, can I take you out now that you know, I'm going to lie and cheat and be an asshole. (laughs) They don't do that. You know, they come up and they tell you everything that you want to hear. And if Mm -hmm. you, you know, as you said, if you do ask those questions, I mean, they have the opportunity to lie, but I feel like, I mean, at this point in my life, I feel like it's keeping my energy in check, mm-hmm. keeping my good juju flowing, if you will. Yeah. You know, I've done my due diligence. I've asked the questions, yeah. you know, I've made sure. And if they choose to lie to me, I mean, that's their own that they got to suffer. Yeah. You know? It's like how much more like, I mean, this guy told me that he and his wife were separate. Oh, after the fact, then he tells me he's married but that they're separated. Uh-huh. You've been separated, meaning you're in separate rooms right now. <laughs> I know, right? And all I can do is just choose to believe him or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know, you know? He did. He doesn't live in Las Vegas. Um, he doesn't even live in Nevada. Yeah. So, like, I really don't know. All I can do is believe what they tell me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think we as human beings, we seek pleasure to avoid pain. Mm-hmm. So I think oftentimes when people are in a relationship and the relationship has having a stumble or a speed bump or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, people in general seem to seek a pleasure to avoid a pain. Yeah. So, you know, when they say they're separated or this or that, you know, I think as, as sexually active, responsible adults, you know, one thing that we need to pay attention to in the way we move, because mm-hmm. that's all we can control is if someone says to me, I'm separated, you know, at that point, am I willing to engage in a situation that I know is possibly not finished with someone else? Yeah. You know, because even if it does end up to be finished, if it doesn't end up to be finished, there are consequences that come and there's, there's, um, there's situations that occur from that, you Mm -hmm. know, there's Mm -hmm. residual effects that happen from interacting in that. I mean, obviously I'm speaking from experience, you know? Um, so I think, you know, making sure that we add value to those that we casually interact with, adding value to those that we wish to permanently interact with, Mm -hmm. you know, have a relationship with. I think all of that stuff is essential. And, you know, kudos to you. Kudos to you on your first squirt. Can we get a round of applause? (laughs) Thank you. Um, But getting back to the married men, though, I do have this weird fantasy that's going to crack your ass up. So I have this fantasy that I, you know, I'm having a fling with a married man, as I just recently did, as I've done before. This is not new, and it probably will happen again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have this fantasy that I'm having a casual fling. In other words, I we're not like committed to one another. Um, with a married man, I know he's married. And then we're out and about in public and his wife busts us. And she goes off on him. And then she looks at me and says, you can have him if you want. And then I say, hell no, I don't want him. He's a fucking cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the best. That is my fantasy. So I'm so hoping for that day that I get busted with a married guy and tell, let him know, like, I don't even want your ass because you're a fucking cheater. Yeah. Um, hopefully I, you know, I, come on in a perfect world. I'd rather that I just not date a married guy ever again. Yeah. But I mean, it could happen because as we just said, they lie, they lie after the fact after I've fallen for them. Yeah, after, I dated yeah. someone for about nine months mm-hmm. and um, we met at the gym mm-hmm. and we, he began, like I used to train by myself all the time and so he would come over, he was a bodybuilder and he was actually in his off season so he was still training but not training for a show. Uh-huh. And he would come over and give me pointers. Like apparently, you know, my form was not correct <laughs> on a lot of the stuff I was doing. I'm not as bad as some of those videos you see in the gym where people are like wiling out on these machines. Yeah. But, you know, if I needed to straighten my back a little bit yeah. more or, you know, whatever, he would come over and he would give me some tips. And so we became friends. We realized we had a mutual friend in the gym mm-hmm. and um, he came and he asked me to go to a barbecue with him one day. Mm-hmm. So I did. And we started dating and we dated for nine months. I'd been to his house. I'd stayed the night at his house. There was no pictures of any family on the mm-hmm. wall, no anything. I knew he had killed kids. Mm-hmm. And from what I understood, he was divorced. Mm-hmm. And, um, we went on a trip, like a weekend trip to Santa wow. Barbara. Like, you know, we, we just, we were inseparable mm-hmm. for those nine months. Um, he would come and stay, you know, at my place. 
And then one night it was raining and I got a knock at the door and I wasn't expecting it. And I went and looked and it was him and I opened it up and he's crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, are you okay? Please mm-hmm. come in. And he sits on the couch and he's like, I have to tell you something. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is never good. You yeah. know? And he proceeds to tell me that he's married. His wife was pregnant with their third daughter. Oh my God. And was up in Oregon with her parents oh. on bed rest for the last for the majority of her pregnancy and oh. decided to go be up there where her mother could care for her because he was a prison guard. So he worked a lot of overtime hours and a lot uh-huh. of night hours. Uh-huh. And she didn't have family in the city they lived in. So she had gone up to be with her mother and have her mother care for her while she was having this really rough pregnancy. Oh my and God. he decided to have an affair on her <gasps> with me and not tell me the truth. <laughs> so yeah, that was a very interesting uh, situation. I mean, I, st- I stopped seeing him, you know, at mm-hmm. that point, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the reason he was telling me is because she had had the baby and she was going to be coming home. And he couldn't see you anymore. And he couldn't see me anymore. Wow. But isn't that... I mean, you talk about men coming up and not telling you, That's you know, what's point. going on. Yeah. Is that, you know, you can practice due diligence and they'll fucking lie to you anyway. Right. And so like, I would like to challenge my friend who the, the male friend who told me, well, you know, you're the one picking them and this and that. Well, in that situation, what did I actually exactly. do wrong? Yeah. You know, what did I do wrong? I mean, I had gone to his house. There's no evidence. There's mm-hmm. no female clothes in the mm-hmm. closet there. I mean, he must have packed up all of her stuff yeah. and had it in the garage or something, you know, while she was gone. That's to be able sick. to carry out this affair. He must have. And that is some sick shit right there. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I took a bath with him in their bathtub. Oh, my God. I stayed the night in this woman's bedroom, you know, not even knowing that I was with a married man. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And so when he came and told me, because, I mean, she's up in Oregon. We lived in California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like she was going to, I was there, she was going to risk seeing us or yeah, anything like yeah. that. Um, but anyways... You know, that was just on that subject. It just, that was offensive to me when that gentleman said that, that, you know, well, you picked them and this and that. So Mm -hmm. yes, I picked him, but I picked him with the intention that he was single. Yeah. (laughs) He showed me that he was single. Yeah. And then comes to me, you know, crying at my door one night to admit to me that he had been lying to me the whole time and she had been out of town. And why was he crying? Do you know? Um, well, he told me because he didn't want to hurt me. He told so me because he felt really bad about really what he had done. He was feeling guilty for his actions. Yeah, and like he's waiting until you know that he waited until the night before she was coming home. I mean, obviously they had booked the ticket and had plans for her to come home. He knew mm-hmm. his daughter was born. Mm-hmm. You know all this stuff. So um, you know, I mean that's that's a big lie. You you said you were divorced with two kids. You mm-hmm. didn't even tell me a third one is on the way. Yeah. So all this time, like. It just as a person, what that does is it takes it takes away your choice to participate. Yeah, because exactly. I wouldn't have participated in a situation like that. Yeah. So by him lying to me, he he, he took away my choice. Mm-hmm. And then when he told me about the information, it's like now I know everything for the past nine months has has been a lie. Yeah. You could look me in the face and tell me that you feel bad and you're sorry mm-hmm. that you did this and that you don't want me to hurt and you know you're going to hurt me and all these things. But but that's crap. See, I actually just disagree with you there because I do think that men have the ability to love more than one person. Okay. It's just like you said, how like your interactions with different people are, are different based on that person. And I really do believe that a man can love his wife, maybe love her and appreciate her because she gave birth to his kids and it becomes the sort of reverence for Mm -hmm. a wife, especially if she's had his kids. But then he can have a girlfriend, a mistress, whatever, and love her in a different way. I really do believe, and I I do believe that he was remorseful. Um, I don't think it was limited to him being remorseful for hurting you or for betraying you, but I think it's also the fact that he wanted to keep you and he couldn't. So he's also probably crying because yeah, I mean, he I had think to it's, give up his new toy. I know? think it's more that because obviously those moves, this is, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a wife and you have an open marriage and mm-hmm. your wife allows True. you to take a girlfriend, then that's everybody's willing consent. Yeah. And that I have absolutely no problem with if yeah. that's what people choose to do. Me personally, I don't like to share. Yeah, me too. So I wouldn't choose not because of moral compass or anything mm-hmm. like that just I mean me. yeah I have a good moral compass but I'm just not wired that way mm-hmm. so you know for me that's not something I would have participated in now if every participant is a willing participant that's one thing mm-hmm. but when you take the extreme measures mm-hmm. to pack up your household to show to I mean we cooked together in his house but there mm-hmm. wasn't a room in his house I wasn't in yeah you know like I mean there was bedrooms for the little girls yeah 
but there was no like no family pictures on the wall no you know anything like that that would be in a regular home of a family to me that's almost psychotic because how many married men kill off their wives right so don't come to me and tell me that you're sorry or that you feel bad or you do like in that particular situation Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. I think it's probably a capability I mean I know I'm capable of loving many friends at one time I'm just not wired to have two lovers yeah that's just not who I am Mm -hmm. but um, I don't think it's wrong when someone does Mm -hmm. as long as everybody's consenting and you're giving everybody their choice to participate just don't take that choice away I have actually been in love with multiple men at once Mm -hmm. like in love but not in a relationship with any of them at once Mm -hmm. I mean in a casual like no strings attached I'm having sex with this guy and I'm in love with him I'm having sex with that guy and I'm in love with him I'm having sex with this other guy but I'm not in love with him I've done that Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's possible I think it's possible to feel love for different people at the same time but you can as an adult make a conscious decision so that your actions are directed toward one person and one person alone. Monogamy. Yeah. I think it's possible for you to direct your actions and your focus to one person, to choose one. Sure. And that's the one that you choose to be with. And I think that's the big difference between men and women because I think as women, we really can love multiple men at once. Mm -hmm. But we can also make a commitment to one and stay committed to that one. Maybe still love this other guy that we loved in high school or that we loved in college or whatever, but we stay committed to the one we chose. Whereas a lot of men, not all men, a lot of men will actually find a way to have their actions directed toward different women that they have feelings for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a choice. For it's sure. like pick one, pick one and stick with it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like decide what the fuck you want. Yeah. And that actually is a turnoff when it comes to married man and why I have never had like a long term affair with a married man or, you know, any kind of, like I said, it's always been just a fling, like a temporary thing mm-hmm. because it actually is a turnoff for me if you don't know what the fuck you want. Yeah. And a married man who, has every excuse in the fucking book to stay in the marriage. Well, we can't get divorced because of the kids, because of money, because of whatever, right? Because of guilt, whatever his reasoning is. I'm like, you just don't really know what the fuck you want. Yeah. Figure out what the fuck you want. Get your life in order. I don't like when men don't have their life in order. Get your life in fucking order. And then maybe I'll want to have a long-term thing with you. But if you can't get your shit together, I'm not going to have anything longer than a few months fling or a one week fling or whatever, because it's just a fucking turn off. It's true. Yeah. Well, I want to wrap this up. But before we do, I want to go back to your squirting challenge. (laughs) So in case any listeners are also like, hmm, I want to know how to figure out how to masturbate and squirt, because I think it sounds very empowering, the fact that you sort of took control of the situation like with me I just well so did you I discovered I could squirt by having sex which mm-hmm. is what you, happened to you mm-hmm. but before you went on to just continue squirting with all these random men you were like let me get a control on this first and then I'm going to pick and choose who I do this with I mean I just think it's admirable and amazing thank you so let's say I go want to go buy a sex toy and fuck myself till I squirt <laughs> <laughs> What toys? I mean, you were saying G-spot toys, and I have one, but it's relatively small. Should it be like a long G-spot toy? I mean, well, I mean, it depends on what kind of friction you're going to require. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, um, you know, because you were talking about how they finger before, mm-hmm. so like really aggressive um, stimulation is okay. usually what gets the ball rolling. Uh-huh. But you know, I would say like have a glass or several glasses of wine, get yourself loosened up, you know, like be and water too. Helps, yeah. Right? Water. I mean, drink water all day before you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, find yourself something. Maybe you want to watch that video over and over again to stimulate oh. yourself. Maybe you want to get yourself, but get yourself really turned on mm-hmm. because to me, that's when I'm relaxed and turned on is when it really comes mm-hmm. easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there was several attempts without anything happening and I got frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. apparently everyone can do it. So I was like, why can't I, yeah. you know? Um, but, but I found what I've learned over the years is the more relaxed I am, the more, um, turned on I am, the mm-hmm. easier it is. And but are you're you gonna on your be, back or on your, st- like I was on my stomach when he made me squirt. Should I remain on my stomach or do you think? No, you just need to put the pressure upwards. Okay. So make sure I'm pressing up. T- if I'm laying on my back, I would be, have the 
a dildo or a vibrator inside me mm-hmm. and I would be pressing it up towards my belly button. Yeah. Correct? Almost to where you get the sensation that you need to pee. Okay. And then you push when mm-hmm. that happens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You release it is what you're doing. Right. Um, and the more it- hydrated you are, the more projection you'll get. Real projection. I love that. I'm telling you, I want to now. I seriously want to get a target with a little bullseye and stick it on on my wall wall and so I can fucking aim for that. Exactly. Um, So should it be like a long dildo or vibrator? Like, first of all, should it be a dildo or should it be a vibrator? Um, I like vibrating stimulation. Um, That's just me personally. I think it depends on anyone. You know, should be longer. I don't think the length really matters, okay. but but length would matter if you're because if you're if you're in a chair or you're on your back or you're mm-hmm. anything like that mm-hmm. and you have to think about holding your sorry holding your mm-hmm. hand in a mm-hmm. hook position yeah um you you need to have a certain amount to work with okay so length because of the hook also because of the, I have a deep set vagina yeah which so. is why I need a big dick right it's not my fault that I need a big dick I have a deep vagina <laughs> so I think for me I would need a longer one yeah um. And you need something that you can hook or that maybe is even angled with the hook. Because some vibrators Yeah, there's some that have, you know, like an angle with a hook. And those would be a little bit better because obviously, you know, you could be having that. Angled toward, again, you want to angle. Toward your belly button. Up toward your belly button. Yeah. And then are you moving it in and out or are we just leaving it alone? I think moving it in and out, it's the stimulation. I think so too. Because I know he was, like I said, he was deep dicking me, but he was moving in and out. So I think moving in and out does matter. It's the continual manipulation and pressure on that area. Continual manipulation and pressure. Remember that. (laughs) And hydration. So those are the two keys. Hydration station, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so awesome. I love those tips. I love your challenge. Is it a 30 day challenge or a 90 day challenge? (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're taking a break, it could be as long as you need. Just practice, baby. Practice. Just practice until you do it. Yeah, practice until you do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a try. Well, thanks for your tips on squirting. Thanks for coming back and joining me again. Absolutely. Always. It's a pleasure. I love talking with you. Thank you, Martina. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. That brings us to the end of this episode of There Are No Nice Guys. And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope I didn't embarrass you too much as I went into depth in detail about my first squirt. But I'm sure that you appreciated Martina's advice and tips should you decide to embark on your own squirting journey. I'm going to definitely follow up on her challenge for me. I am on the hunt for the right toy to help me master the art of the squirt. And I'm determined to learn how to control my sacred bowl and teach myself to spill at will. Also, hopefully, you don't hate me too much after being honest about my experience with dating married men and hopefully don't judge me too harshly or judge my friend Martina too harshly or any other single woman out there as well. Who's found herself in the same situation. Um, at the very least, I think it's possible you could just maybe appreciate my candor and my honesty and my transparency with all of this. I'll try harder. That's all I can do. I'll try harder not to get into these situations with married men. I'm going to make an effort to ask the right questions. But I can't make any promises that it won't happen again. Because sometimes I start to like the guy prior to finding out the truth about him. And it's just a little bit harder to get away from that, you know, at least until I'm done, until I'm ready to move on. So please come back for episode nine. That will be the final episode of this season. Um, That's because I like the number nine. And that's because I'll want to also have some time to work on season two. There will be a season two. I promise you. Until then, please find me at my website. There are no nice guys dot com.
never running.